said, okay. Amen. And, and, and boy, and I've been praying about it, trying to find the will of God. Amen. I believe God knows exactly what we need. He knows exactly, amen, who's here. He knows what you stand in need of tonight. Amen. I, I, do, not, I do not question God on those matters. Amen. See, God goes home with us. God knows things the preacher will never know about you. Right? God knows the most personal and intimate details about your life. Some that you probably wouldn't share with nobody. God knows all about it. Amen. And I think sometimes that hinders some people from living for God. But let me, because they just uh, feel like maybe God can't forgive them. Or maybe they've went too far. Or maybe they've done too much. Or maybe they're just too wicked. Maybe they're just too evil. And I think a lot of times some people, amen, their problem ain't really that, 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 that they, that they, a lot of people's problems, I believe, is they just can't forgive themselves. Everybody all right? It's preaching time. You got your Bibles, open up the book of Matthew. We'll read a couple verses there. We'll read a couple verses in Luke. Got a couple things we're going to say tonight. Amen. But I'm going to talk to you about forgiveness. Amen. Forgiveness. Matthew chapter 18. And I'm going to start reading in verse number 21. Then came Peter to him and said, Lord, how oft shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Till seven times. Jesus saith unto him, I say not unto thee until seven times, but until seventy times seven. We're commanded through the word of God that we should forgive one another. Somebody say amen. Amen. If you have an all to get someone, you're, you're, to, you're to go to them and, and get that thing worked out. But if someone sins against you or someone has hurt you or someone has offended you, Jesus says we're to forgive them. Amen. And then, in, and then I want you to go to the book of Luke, chapter number 17. Real close to the same thing. Luke, chapter number 17, verse number 1, then said he unto his disciples, it is impossible, but that offenses will come. But woe unto him through whom they come. It were better for him that a millstone were hanged about his neck and he cast into the sea than that he should offend one of these little ones. Take heed to yourselves. Thy brother trespass against thee, rebuke him, and if he repent, forgive him. Somebody say amen. And if he trespass against thee seven times in a day, the same thing, over and over and over, Trespass against you seven times in a day. Listen to what Jesus said. And in a day, and turn again to thee, saying, I repent, thou shalt forgive him. And I began to look at that scripture, Brother Darren, and I thought, boy, that's a, boy, he's asking a lot. Somebody say amen. I mean, somebody, somebody does something to me, makes me mad. <laughs> and they, they come to me and they say, hey, Preacher, would you forgive me? I've done this, and I, I know it hurts your feelings. I know I, I know I hurt you, whatever. 
I might say, okay, okay, I forgive you. Amen. Then they turn around and do it again, right? Just like that. And come to me and say, now I know I've done it again, but please forgive me. I think, man, sure are asking a lot, but okay. Is everybody all right? I'm the only one. I'm the only one. And then they do it a third time and a fourth time. And they keep and they keep saying, hey, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do that again. I didn't mean to say that to you again. I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to hit you like that again. And I'm, boy, I'm telling you, boy, they get close to that line. I'm the only one. But Jesus says seven times. And then in Matthew, he said 70 times seven. Right? And so as I begin to look at this scripture and think about this forgiveness stuff, and I begin to think about how we're to forgive one another, amen, and I begin to think about sometimes people go through life, amen, uh, uh, burdened down maybe with sins or, or with things in their life that they're holding on to, Amen, and they, and they don't serve God because they think, well, there's no way God could forgive me of that. There's no way I could ever be anything for God because of my past and what I've done. If you and I, if you and I can forgive each other, is everybody all right? Has anybody ever forgiven anybody in your family? Huh? Has anybody ever hurt your feelings, come to you and said, I'm sorry, and you truly forgave them? Oh, I, there's been times in my life I have. Amen, I'm being honest. Amen, I, I try not to carry grudges. And if you and I can forgive each other, how much more, how much more do you think God can forgive us? So the devil will come to us and he'll tell us, buddy, you've done this, you messed up. God ain't never going to forgive you. God don't love you. I'm telling you right now, buddy, you can't go too far that God won't forgive you if you'll ask him. Is everybody all right? Is everybody okay? Amen. The devil's got a lot of people deceived. The devil's got a lot of people messed up on this forgiveness business. Jesus came to forgive sinners. Somebody say amen. He died on the cross to forgive the most wretched, vile person. Amen. Amen. Go to Romans chapter number six. I want to read this to you. I won't be long tonight. I promise you, we'll get out before Waffle House closes. Everybody all right? Amen. That's right. So in, in the book of Romans, I was looking, because I want you to understand the God we serve, the great God we serve. Y'all know me, church, man. I, I, I mean, boy, this morning, man, we're swinging from the, from the rafters, hallelujah. And if God wants me to, I will tonight. But God's kind of just laid it, laid it down real, a real good spirit here tonight. I mean, he wants me to talk to everybody here about this forgiveness. Amen, and there's things that we harbor in ourselves that we hold against our own self, I think. I think the pro biggest problem that most people have serving God is that they don't forgive themselves. They think that God can't forgive them. They think they've been so bad and so terrible 
Let me tell you something. I was probably one of the worst. I mean, I might not have been as bad as Jonathan or somebody else, but I was pretty bad. Amen. I mean, I was pretty wicked and ungodly. Hey, I thought I was it. I thought I'd done uh, too much, but buddy, God came to where I was at. Amen. He took the bottle out of my hand. I didn't have to fight with that no more. Hallelujah. Thank God. Amen. He took the needle out of some of y'all's arms. Hey, he took the dope out of some of your nose. Hey, you couldn't do it on your own. But buddy, when God found you, hey, everybody all right? So, and, and, and I thought about, buddy, the sin that we do. I mean, the Bible tells us that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. There's not one person under the sound of my voice tonight that does not have some form of sin probably in your life. We've all sinned, the Bible said, and come short. We've all failed somewhere along the way. Well, sometimes we don't want to admit it. The book of 2 Corinthians, chapter 12, verse 7, Paul said, that there was a thorn given him in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet him. Then in verse 8, Paul said, I besought the Lord thrice that, I might, that it might depart from him. But in verse 9, the Lord said, is everybody all right? See, Paul was telling everything that was going on in his life and how rotten he was and how much he failed God how much he done that God couldn't forgive him for. I'll be probably having a pity party right about then. But then the Lord said, the Lord said unto Paul, amen, the Lord said unto Paul, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. And yes, we are weak, we are beggarly, amen, and we need God's help. But I'm telling you right now, we've not went too far that the grace of God can't get to us. Amen. He said in Romans chapter number five, verse number 19, for as by one man's disobedient, many were made sinners. So by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. Moreover, the law entered that of the offense might abound. But where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. Somebody ought to get happy right about now. Or to know that even though sin might be abounding in your body, the grace of God is present, amen, to wash it away. The mercy of God. He said that as sin hath reigned unto death, even so might grace reign through righteousness unto eternal life by Jesus Christ our Lord. Chapter 6, verse 1. I like this. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Verse two, God forbid, amen? God doesn't want us to abide in sin. And if God don't want us to abide in sin, then he's gotta give us a way out, a way to live, to conquer it. Is everybody out? Sin's deceitful. Did you know the Bible calls it deceitful? The sin will deceive you, it will trick you, It'll cause you to think that you ain't good enough to go to the house of God. I'm going to tell you something. Only folks I know in the church, except these little ones coming along, all of them have been wicked. Is everybody all right? Before they got saved, I wouldn't have trusted them with a dollar. You hear me? Before they got saved, I wouldn't have trusted them, amen, to, to watch after my cat. And I can't stand cats. Is everybody all right? Amen. 
But boy, I tell you what, the grace of God makes all the difference in the world. See, he gives us a way out of sin. He gives us a way, amen, not only for him to forgive us, but that we can forgive ourselves. Somebody say amen. Verse number, verse number three. Know ye not that so many of us were baptized, hallelujah, into Jesus Christ, were baptized into his death, amen. There's a lot of y'all I, I, I baptized right here in this pool. You were baptized and went down into the liquid grave. Dead to the love and practice of sins. Everybody all right? A lot of y'all's children I baptized. Somebody say amen. Some of y'all's grandchildren I baptized. Down in the liquid grave. Amen. Died to sin. Rose in the newness of life. Ready to live for Jesus Christ. Some of y'all come up out of that pool ready to fight the devil. Somebody say amen. Ready to charge hell with a water pistol. I mean, buddy, just full of God. Amen. Had the power of God resting on you. I want to know what's happened. Everybody all right? Sin crept in, preacher. Yep. Sin will do it. But where sin did abound. Grace did much more abound. Therefore we're buried with him, baptism unto death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. Amen. Verse five, for if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. You don't have to. You don't have to be a servant of sin. You don't have to let sin reign in your mortal bodies. You don't have to let sin have control of your life. Brother Tracy, I just can't stop it. You're right, you can't do it on your own. Uh, but through the power of the blood of Jesus Christ. I've, I've witnessed him take too many off the pills. I've witnessed him pick up too many off the bed of affliction. I'll tell you, I've witnessed the power of God in people's lives that couldn't do it on their own. Amen. Amen. Oh, yeah. Not telling you nothing I hadn't witnessed or experienced. For he that is dead is freed from sin. Amen. Tonight, you're in this church, in this sanctuary. You're either in one of two shapes. You're either dead in your sin, dead in sin on your way to hell, or you're dead to sin. One or the other. No, no, no ifs, ands, buts, no in-betweens. So tonight, which is it for you? He said, he that is dead is freed from sin. And he's not talking about this natural death. He's talking about this spiritual death, spiritual birth. Is everybody all right? He said, now if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. Verse nine, knowing that Christ being raised from the dead dieth no more. Death hath no more dominion over him. Somebody say amen. You want to know why a child of God don't fear the grave? It's because Jesus Christ rose from it. He's got the power. Amen. He's got the power over the grave. Amen. Four, knowing that Christ being raised from the dead dieth no more, death hath no more dominion over him. Verse number 10, 
For in that he died, he died unto sin once. But in that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Likewise reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body that ye should obey it in the lust thereof. Neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. For sin shall not have dominion over you. For ye are not under the law, but under grace. Thank God for the grace of God that moved into my heart and into my life when I was dead in sin, dead in trespasses, going to hell. Good night, I didn't have a hope in the world. But Jesus Christ, the grace of God appeared to me and he saved my soul and he washed my sin away. He changed the way I thought. He changed the places I went. He changed my desires. I no longer desired the things of the world. I wanted to go after the things of God. And he made a way. He made the way. Forgiveness. Forgiveness. We, I've said this for years. I've said this for years. Sin will take you farther than you want to go. Is, there, is anybody here? How many, how many here tonight got farther out in sin than you really wanted to go? Things got a hold of you. Things you couldn't, you couldn't free yourself from. Things got a hold of you and you, you didn't like it. How many, how many folks allowed to sin? Oh, I, me. I got deeper in sin than I wanted to get. I got deeper in sin than I thought I would have ever gotten. I've said sin will take you farther than you want to go. Sin will keep you longer than you want to stay. I can't tell you how many years I've said that. Amen? Wind up away from God, out in sin. Oh, I'm just going to sit down for a little while. No, that, doesn't, that, that doesn't happen. I ain't never seen nobody sit down for a little while. It's always grabbed a hold of them and kept them. And sin will cost you more than you're willing to pay. If we was to start from the front of the church all the way to the back and everyone really got up and told the truth, but if there's been some things in your life, there's been some things in your life that sin, the devil, the wicked one, whatever you want to call it, has taken from you, that's hurt you, it cost you things you thought you'd never give up. Are you hearing me? It cost you friendships. It's cost you family. It's cost you love. Is everybody all right? If we would just be honest. And then tonight, boy, as I was praying, God said, write this down. I said, sin will take you farther than you want to go. But the love of God will go farther than sin can take you. Are you hearing me? When you reach the end, of the length of sin, the love of God will be there waiting. Are you hearing me? You're not going to get so deep in it that he's not going to love you anymore. Somebody ought to say amen. I said, I said, sin will keep you longer 
then you want to stay. I said the love of God will last longer than sin can keep you. When sin has used you all up and ruined everything that you held precious, are you hearing me? And you think, boy, that's it, I've stayed too long. The love of God will be right there. It'll be right there. Sin can't keep you past the love of God. It's impossible. I said, I said sin will cost you more than you're willing to pay. But the love of God paid more for you than sin can charge you. The love of God paid your sin debt in full on Calvary's cross when Jesus Christ was hanging there after he'd been beaten unrecognizably after they put a crown of thorns, plastered it to his head, after soldiers big as Big John, stand up, Big John. Could you imagine that man with a, reed, a stick in his hand, a sawed-off axe handle about that long, taking that and putting a crown of thorns on your head and then smiting you in the head and knocking them thorns down in there? They smote him with reeds. Sit down. Boy, that'd be, that'd be tough. But that's what he endured for minding your sin debt. They spit in his face. Got any men with beards in here? He's smiling. I guarantee you, brother, you look like a nice fella, but you wouldn't be smiling if I grabbed a handful of that beard and I ripped it out, skin and all. But that's what they've done to our Savior. Young man, if I grabbed a handful of that beard right there, you got it. What? That just looks good. Amen, got it, hold it down, looks good, man. I wish I could grow one like that. Amen, I'm still a baby. But if I grab that beard and I jerk it out, skin come out with it, blood coming down your face. That's what Jesus went through for us. That's how he paid our sin debt, sir. That's how he paid our sin debt. Oh yeah, he paid more, he paid more than the devil could charge you for you. You'll never, you'll never be so far in that he can't forgive you. Problem with most of us is we just can't forgive ourselves. We think the devil's in our ear telling us we've gone too far. Oh, there, there's not a road, amen, there's not a number of miles that you can go and get away. You can, you, can get on, you can get on highways and you can get out of the state of Georgia. You can drive and you can get on boats and you can go far and you can get out of the jurisdiction of the United States of America. But no matter where you go, you'll never, you'll never be out of the jurisdiction of God's love. There's only, and I'm talking about on this side, in this life, but friend, if you don't accept him and you die in your sin and you wind up in hell, there's no hope. None. None. So tonight, I know it may have been a little different what the Lord sent. Forgiveness. We can forgive each other, right? You've forgiven people. Y'all say amen. 
Somebody done you wrong, somebody hurt your heart, somebody hurt you, and you forgave them. God's will, ready and willing to forgive you. Can you forgive yourself? Can you? God will. Amen. And the best part about it, the best part about it, Brother Robert, is everything I've done before December the 17th, 1989, and I've done a lot. The devil's got a list, but God can't even remember it. You hear me? My Bible tells me that God can't even remember it. He throws it away into the sea to remember it no more. We call it the sea of forgetfulness. That's where God put, he bundled up everything that Brother Tracy done. Amen, from, from December the 17th, 1966, the day I was born, amen, until I got old enough and I knew the difference between right and wrong and I told my first lie, I stole my first piece of bubble gum, I smoked my first whatever, I drank my first whatever, I done this and I done that, amen, ever since then, but ever, everything that I done, every fight I ever got into, everything I ever said, every lie I ever told, every cuss word, are you hearing me, everything wicked I've done, buddy, up till December the 17th, 1989, God balled it all up, bundled it all up. The night I fell on my face and called out on Jesus Christ, he bundled everything in my past up that was wicked and ungodly and he threw it over there in the sea and it sunk to the bottom and God don't even remember it and he forgave me of it. And he'll do the same for you. So tonight, let God forgive you. Let him forgive. He can. Even if you can't, he can. And when he does, friend, amen, you'll be able to get past it. You'll be able to move on then because God will have forgiven you. Amen, you can't, you can't, you can't escape him. We all, the Bible says we all, going to have to do with him. We're going to have to have a we're going to have a day that we're going to meet him. Amen. And the only thing that's going to matter is what we've done with Jesus on this side. So if you're here and you're lost, tonight you can get saved, you can get forgiveness. If you're here and you're saved and there's something in your life you're struggling with, you can come down tonight. You might be struggling with it, might say I just can't forgive myself. God will forgive you. You haven't went too far. If you're here and you're backslid and you're out and you're out and you're out in the world, you're out of church, hey, you get right back in tonight. That's the God I serve. That's the God I serve. Is everybody okay? I tell you what, let's do. Can y'all come around and sing for him? Amen. The song says if that's all gone, if, every, if he took, if everything's gone, I'll worship him. Just because he's God. Can you say that tonight? Huh? This world's in a mess. America's in a mess. Might come a day. Might come a day. Maybe, maybe not too far off. I don't know. You don't know. Might come a day when there ain't nothing in the grocery store. Might come a day when we go to get our money like them, 
wackos did in California and the banks wouldn't let them have none because they was bankrupt because they done got woke up. Is everybody okay? Mike, what are we going to do? I'm glad when that day, if that day ever comes, Miss Amanda, I'm glad I'm one of his. He'll, he's never let me down. Never. Never. And he never will. He's never failed me. And he never will. Well, we're on the verge of something catastrophic, it feels like. I ain't trying to scare you. I'm just telling you the facts. I preach it. I preach it all the time. We're living in the last days. You can bank on it. My Bible tells me Jesus Christ said, talking about the end times, talking about these days right here. He said, and when you see Jerusalem compassed about with armies, what do we see over there? On every side. Amen. You know what he said? You know what he said? He said when the, when just before he got, there'd be earthquakes in diverse places all over. Earthquakes like crazy. What is this? In Iceland, they just had like a thousand earthquakes. How, how in the world do you have a thousand earthquakes? Had to close a big part of it down. I'm not trying to scare you. I'm just telling you that Bible's not wrong. You can read that Bible, man. It's like reading the front page of the newspaper in this day and time in which we live. Israel will be hated by all nations. Anybody watch the news? It's here. Now's the time to get in if you ain't and to get right if you ain't. It's time. Because God's about to wrap this thing up. Hey, I love you tonight. I'm trying to tell you the truth. I love you. Love you with everything in me. But more importantly, God loves you. God loves you with everything in him. For God so loved the world, that includes you, that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever, and that includes you, that includes you, who believe on him, amen, should not perish, but have everlasting life. You hear me tonight? That's how much he loved you. He gave his son for you. The Bible said that Jesus Christ came into the world, that next verse says, and that Jesus Christ came into the world not to condemn the world, but that the world through him, brother Eric, might be saved. That's why he come, to seek and to save that which was lost. So tonight, I love you. I want her to stop.